1: Hey, Welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are David and Ashley Willis. On this podcast, we undress the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And we have got just a few more of our summer quickies. We're coming to the end. And uh, it's been fun. Like, we've really enjoyed these questions. We've been doing Q&A all summer. You guys have sent in some great, great questions to NakedMarriagePodcast.com. And uh, we really, really appreciate it. We've got a great question today. Uh, quick little announcement before we dive in. This fall, we've got some live events coming up. And if you've never been to one of our XO marriage conferences, they are so much fun. I know just hearing the word like marriage conference, you think that sounds lame. I promise you it is not. We have a ball. These weekends are my favorite weekends of the year. They are.
0: They're There's so, so much
1: laughter. It's, it's a wonderful time for you and your spouse to reconnect and get away together. Uh, and so this fall, in the next few months, we've got one in Florida. We've got uh, one in in Texas. Actually, two in Texas, yes. Austin and uh, the Dallas area. So we'd love to see you there. Those are also going to be available online. Um, so you can you can get our conference content at XONow.com, which is XONow is our marriage streaming service. If you don't have that, invest in that. You can get a free trial to see all the good stuff that's there. It is one of the best ways to continually infuse your marriage with great content. But we'd also love to see you at one of these live events. So go to XOMarriage.com. And uh, and just click on the events, the conferences section. You can yeah. get the dates, the times, and make plans to come. You will have a ball. We're talking about a really important question and kind of a heavy question.
0: It is a heavy question. And, and this, again, you know, we share one of the questions that we get, but it's often because we've received a lot of questions around this subject matter. And right. so um, it's about spiritual leadership in the home and, and the burden where, you know, one spouse is a strong Christian and the other isn't, and just feeling this disconnect. And so here's the question. This lady says, my husband does not believe in God at all, and I'm a faithful follower of Christ. I have never nagged him or pushed Christianity on him and rarely asked him to go to church with me. This wasn't too much of an issue when we didn't have kids, but now I'm starting to see a battle between us and how we want to raise them. I'm trying to navigate being the spiritual leader of my home and it feels hopeless. Any advice mm. would be so greatly appreciated.
1: It's yeah. so heavy. It is and it's 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 a heartbreaking scenario. We hear yeah. this all the time. Um so a few a few thoughts. Number 1, and certainly not to not to add any any kind of like guilt or shame on anybody that's in this dynamic, but for those who are not married especially, the Bible gives such clear instructions about not entering into this dynamic because God wants to protect you from the heartbreak right. of this, and this is always how it's going to play out. When when the most important thing in your life, following Christ, that, and that's the, the basis of your worldview, isn't shared at all by your spouse, your lives are moving in two different directions, and you can live in the illusion of unity, uh, sometimes early on, especially yeah. before kids, but then when you're really trying to infuse your children with those same values, you you come to this you come to this tension, and it's heartbreaking. So the Bible says, "Don't be unequally yoked with a non-believer," meaning don't marry someone, don't commit your life to someone, don't partner with someone who's not sharing the most important part of your life, which is Jesus. But the Bible also says, once you're married and you're in that dynamic, then do everything you can to To preserve unity and peace in your marriage, yeah, through the way you love them, through the way you show your faith to them just by serving, by your you know your your own demeanor, by living out your faith in in practical ways, praying for them, giving them space, giving them grace. Um, and your example might be the very thing that ultimately draws them to Christ. But yeah. in the meantime, you have to know, you can't change your spouse. You can't save your spouse. They have to have that change of heart themselves. Only God can save someone. All you can do is love them, pray for them, and and ask God to really do a work in them, and then in the meantime, look for common ground as it relates to your kids and look for ways for you to be the one to say, "Well, listen, I'm I'm going to take these kids to the church every week." Yeah. Like that's that's just something I'm going to insist on. I'd love for you to join us. I know that right now you're not mm-hmm. you don't share my faith. But this is the most important part of my life, and this is something that I know could help our children have a foundation and and a just a compass, a true north of truth in a world that is so confused right now. Um, and just share with your kids your experience. Do a little nightly devotional with them before bedtime. Look for little ways to infuse their hearts and minds with faith. And then together as a family, you know, pray that your husband would come around. I know where it gets really difficult is if if maybe he's in a combative place where he's just refusing, like, right. "No, you're not going to do that." That's that's more complicated.
0: It is, and we're not sure of that dynamic. And again, too, you know, we can't tell from this question, but it could be that they both, when they were married, they were both not Christians, and maybe she came to the faith, and yeah. then he hasn't yeah, quite that yet. Sure. And I, I want to share a story with you. You know, some of you might be familiar with the book, "The Case for Christ." It's been around forever. I mean, gosh, probably. 30 years it's been around and it's Lee Strobel. And I remember, you know, this book was uh, when I first became a a Christian, it was one that I read and I I just, I loved it. I was fascinated by it. Just very long story short, you know, he was a reporter who actually went on a quest, I think, to disprove the Bible.
1: After his wife became a Christian. After his wife became a Christian. He he was was mad. He was mad that she became a Christian. He thought she'd been duped. and Right. That she
0: had lost her mind. Right. And then through his quest to prove her wrong, and to prove, you know, that the Bible's wrong, he finds Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And he also, you know, finds that, oh my goodness, these things happened. Like the Bible is true, you know? And And then not only that, but he had a relationship with Christ and it forever changed his life. And really, there's a whole movie about this too, but I definitely recommend the books. But seeing how his wife loved him in spite of his... And he was begrudgingly, you know, he wasn't on board with her. I mean, he was very much a negative, like you're crazy. Like you and your church people are crazy and I'm never going to be one of those crazy people. And, um, but she just loved him through it. And she showed him Christ just in her actions. And it's just a fascinating story of what you can do, even when your spouse isn't on board with you quite yet. And I know it's super frustrating. I'm not trying to, to make light of the situation because I know it weighs heavy on this, this, this precious wife who wrote us. And so here's some things you can do. I think it's great that you've never nagged. I think that stay not nagging. I yeah. think just loving them where they are is key. I think pointing out God's goodness in your life in the most normal way possible is how we show people Christ. Like not not using and I don't think this wife is doing this, but in case someone listening might be in the habit of doing this, don't use Christianese, okay? Like and what I mean by this is When we've been in church long enough, there's a language we speak that other people who are not Christians have no idea what we're talking about, and it feels like it's a special club they can't be part of, and it also feels very, um, it doesn't feel genuine. It feels very like churchy McChurchums, and you're just speaking this weird stuff because your church friends say it, and that's not at all where we're usually coming from. We're really just like, we use the word anointed. I love that word, but my next door neighbor who's not a Christian is going to be like, what? what is that you know and so we want to speak normally we want to make it real for them and what god's doing for us you know it could be as simple as like sweetie you will not believe what happened today i had been praying for this person at work who's just always been kind of negative towards me and i've seen like this recent change in them and i think god's answering my prayers i mean as simple as that you know prayer is not a church word people know what prayer is Yeah. but just showing god moving in your life and um or you could even say, like, maybe it's something you prayed specifically about your, you know, for your spouse and they didn't even know it. And say, you know, once they tell you the news of something great that happened, you could smile and be like, you know, I prayed, I, I prayed for you with this. That's so awesome. I'm not making a huge deal, but just being like, I see you, you know, and I see you, God, <laughs> you yeah. know, working in my, my spouse's life, because I think that's where it doesn't It like, again, it's not that pressure on them, but it's showing them God working in their life because whether they're following God or or, or not at this point, God loves them still, you know, I mean, he sees them, he's still in control. So it's just about showing them God's movement and how he is real.
1: Naked. That is so, what a goal for all of us. I mean, not only with our spouse, which is where we should live out our faith, you know, most importantly, right? But in all parts of our life. Like, if, if the people at our work are better off because of our faith, if the right. people at the grocery store we interact with are better off because of, of the way we live out our faith, I mean, that's, that's God's plan for his kingdom. For his the community and kingdom even sounds kind of like a churchy word. It, but it, it
0: is. A, it, it, don't say kingdom to yeah, your neighbors, guys. But
1: really, it just means it. It, it, it means bringing or to, to your reality, to the everyday world, <laughs> um, the dynamic of of God's principles and the way that He is, and showing people that in the real world and helping them realize that there's a world beyond this one. Right. One that's going to last forever, and and we're bringing little glimpses of that through love and hope and faith. Yeah. In everything that we do. And that's that's what we're called to do. And it starts in our homes. And if you're in that dynamic, and maybe it's not this drastic, maybe you're just in a dynamic where your faith is more important to you than it is to your spouse, right? They would say, "Yeah, I'm a believer, but um they just they don't care about going to church. They don't right. they don't want to do really anything to invest in their faith. And so they're they're comfortable being, um, to use a Bible word, very lukewarm, you know, they're just kind of right, like, right. like I'm not doing anything to invest in this. I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. You know, I'll go to church on Christmas and and uh, believe in baby Jesus and all that, but this isn't really a part of my daily life the way that it is for you. And so they're not going to lead in that way. They're not going to lead you toward a closer walk with Jesus, and, and they're not going to be that accountability partner that you want. They're not going to be praying with you and for you the way that you desire. But Instead of just nagging them about it or judging them about it, start by encouraging what they're doing right. Yes. You know, yes. if they're ever taking any little step that's showing growth in their faith, if they ever are willing to go to church, if they're ever um, li- willing to like listen to a Christian song with you or whatever it might be, however small it might be, celebrate that. Yeah. You know, don't make it weird, but celebrate right. it and just say, like, oh man, I, I felt so close to you. I felt so close to you in that moment. I love sharing this with you. Yeah, I love sharing that with you. And and celebrate it, thank them, encourage them for what they're doing right. Um, Encouraging your spouse for what they're doing right almost always works better for nagging them about what you think they're doing wrong. And so be an encourager.
0: Absolutely. And I want to say this too. I know the goal, especially for this woman who wrote us, she would love... Not, you know she wants her husband to know Christ obviously but and then also to share in going to church and participating with the body of Christ again I'm using church words I know but um you know once once they become a Christian they'll understand what you're talking about but in in the short term where they're they're not sure again don't don't use words where they're like what are they talking about but you know, when, I, I know that this woman wants her husband to come to church and so one thing we definitely do not want to do and I don't think this woman is doing this but I just want to talk about this is is make it weird with the people at your church to where your spouse will never go because they're like there's this cult basically waiting for me to come like <laughs> right. you're finally with us bre- the brethren we, is complete you know like we kid. <laughs> Prayed
1: over this moment. And now Come, um, brother. You
0: know, like it can't be it can't be weird, guys.
1: The goat sacrifices this way. You know, I I don't know.
0: I mean, and I, I don't think that's going on here. But I do see that like we, we've seen this dynamic, sweetie, where there's been one spouse and they like have told their small group to like be in the same place as their their spouse so they can like <laughs> hit him up and talk to him and and the spouse can see when something is genuine. Now, God may create those moments. I, I Often he does, he right? He often does. But it's, it's, it's uh, organic. It's not something that's set up. And so we can't get in these desperate spots where we're like, we just want to create the perfect scenario where he's going to see that he needs to come to church, you know, because we're just setting ourselves up for failure and we're making it weird for our spouse. Again, we need to show our genuine faith. We need to show them that God is real, that God loves them, that that God is moving all the time and He's all around us, that He created not only your spouse, but the whole world, you know, and He brought the two of you together. But it has to be organic and it has to be genuine.
1: And if you want some biblical follow-up on this, if you read what, you know, Paul wrote to the church in Corinth in the New Testament, there there are passages, pretty extended passages, specifically to people in this dynamic.
0: Yes, yes. And essentially,
1: to sum it all up, he's saying um, stay married. Uh, do everything you can to promote peace. If that spouse ultimately leaves, you know, then, you know, that's their choice to leave. You can't force someone to stay married to you, but you don't be the one to walk away. You know, you keep loving, you keep praying.
0: Yes, and, prayer uh, is essential. And uh, essential.
1: do everything you can to preserve and promote unity within your home. And our prayers are with you and with all who are in this dynamic and with those unbelieving spouses that through your example and your faith that God might draw them in and they might get saved. And that's, gosh, that's that's always the goal. We want heaven to be packed, Yes. and um, so we pray for your family. We've got a lot of resources that could help you, uh, both in your faith and your marriage at xomarriage.com. A good, non-intimidating way to introduce a a spouse to faith might be to come to one of our live XO Marriage Conference events, Mm -hmm. where they're not going to feel like they're being preached at the whole time, but in very natural and fun and practical ways. uh, The message of faith is infused in everything that we do at these events, and man, it's so much fun. And I think it could be a great first step for that person who maybe isn't all about going to church right now, but coming to one of these events could be that great first step. So you can find out about those events as well at exomarriage.com.
0: All right. And thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you next time.